Hello and welcome to the Daily Royal. My name is Shelby and I have been a royal watcher for the past 10 years. In this podcast, I talk about the daily events of seven of the European monarchies. So I talk about Belgium, the UK, Denmark, the Netherlands, Norway, Spain, and Sweden. I upload Monday through Friday with occasional bonus episodes here and there. Today we are talking about all of the events from Wednesday, June 16th of 2021. And it was, it felt like a really quiet day. And I'm not sure if that's because most of my day-to-day royal watching is done on Twitter. Um, And it just like wasn't very active on Twitter from the royal families who are on Twitter. Um, like they would post once or twice and that was fine. Um, there were still plenty of things happening throughout the day. It just felt like a slower day, um, which is fine. I mean, yesterday was really, really busy. The weekend was insanely busy. Um, and now we're gearing up for another big couple of days in terms of Euro cup and just some other stuff that's going on. Um, so I'm just like, it's, just kind of a a week of like busy, slow, busy, slow, busy, slow. And I'll take that. Um, and it's not like today was slow. It really wasn't. It was just, um, the events weren't like, there isn't a lot to talk about from them, if that makes sense. Like there's not, um, international visits. I mean, kind of with South Korea and Spain, but like not really with the events from today. Like, there's not much to talk about. I mean, we'll we'll make it work. But, like, um, you know, it was just, like, we already talked about Ascot. So, like, we'll talk about it again today. But that's all that was going on. So, just, like, there's not a ton of additional information kind of day um, is what I mean. When I'm like, yeah, it's kind of slow. There's just, like, not a lot happening. Um, So, anyway... We are going to start with the British royal family because there was nothing going on in Belgium today. Um, King Philippe will be in Denmark tomorrow for the Belgian-Denmark match. Um, Very excited for that. And um, yeah, so that's what's going on tomorrow in Belgium. But again, uh, nothing today. So let's go ahead and now and talk about the British royal family. There was one thing kind of on the public agenda, um, and so today the Prince of Wales and Duchess of Cornwall again were at the Royal Ascot races, so this was day two. Um, it is still rumored that Queen Elizabeth may make an appearance by the end of the week, like tomorrow or Friday. We'll see. I'm not going to hold my breath for that. Like, I'm not going to anticipate it too much. Um, I would be thrilled but, um, we'll see. And then there is kind of this, like, sideline thing of, like, we're all, the Duchess of Cambridge is making a pretty big announcement, um, of, like, an initiative that she is starting similar to, like, William's Earthshot, 
Um, so we'll see what that becomes. Um, I, I'm anticipating that to maybe be tomorrow. It said later this week when the like pre-announcement announcement was made. So my hope is that it'll be announced on Thursday. Um, so I can talk about it, but we'll see. Um, so anyway, that was kind of the public thing. Again, it was Ascot day two, um, and the Prince of Wales and Duchess of Cornwall handed out the trophy for the Prince of Wales stake, which is one of the races that takes place. Um, okay, so now we are going to check the court circular here um, to see what is going on there. Maybe. There it is. Um, okay, so, oh, it's Wednesday. Um, Boris Johnson had an audience uh, with the Queen via telephone this evening, um, and then the Duke of Cambridge, president of the Football Association, so this is Kensington, uh, this morning held a meeting with um, the CEO and the uh, partner for equality, diversity, and inclusion of the Football Association. Um, which is this thing that is going on, um, I remember early in May, the Kensington Palace, like, social media took a break for a weekend, like, went silent on social media, and I wasn't sure what it was in reference to, um, but it turned out to be, um, a, a thing against racism in the football community, um, and so this is just like an ongoing thing that is happening, um, that William has decided to take a part upon to himself, um, and like be really active in these discussions about, um, how to be anti-racist in the football community. So that is, I'm assuming what that's about, but it doesn't say that that's what it's about. It's just an assumption. Um, so anyway, that is what is going on there. Um, again, no mention of Ascot in the court circular, which is pretty normal. Um, really the only person whose court circular entries will reflect going to Ascot is Queen Elizabeth's. Um, so everyone else, it's more of a private event. So that is what was going on in the UK. And so now we are going to jump to the Danish royal family. Denmark today there was one event um, and so today Crown Princess Mary opened what I believe is the first newly constructed um, so there have been centers like this before but never a completely new build um, but it is a newly constructed hospice center for children and young people um, who of course suffer with life-threatening and life-limiting illnesses um, and so this center has been built to provide ways for children and young people to experience day-to-day um, -day activities, quote-unquote normal activities, easily um, and in ways that will work for them. Um, so 
during Mary's official tour, she saw what I believe was like a library, um, a couple of different areas that will promote traditional things, um, traditional enjoy enjoyable things, um, again, in a way that is safe. So um, there was an opening ceremony. Mary cut the ribbon um, to officially mark it as open. And um, yeah, so that was the event. I have not found any video or anything yet. I haven't searched super hard, um, but like my known sources don't have anything. So I'm not sure if there was a video pool available, uh, allowed or not. I'm, I'm just not sure, um, but I will continue my search and uh, we'll see what that brings. So anyway, um, that is what was going on in Denmark. Again, really not a lot to talk about here, um, especially as we are living in anticipation of the football game tomorrow, match, whatever um, it is to be called, um, where like basically every single person in Denmark is going Every single royal in Denmark, for the most part, is going to this game, um, which I think is great. I'm so excited. Um, but it's just going to be kind of a weird, I would say, depending on how invo involved all the royals get in that have um, host stadiums, it'll be an interesting combination of things. Um, because if there are host stadiums in your country, are you going to the games? What's happening? Um, so far, it really just seems to be, Frederick is scheduled for everything. Um, but like, Spain is hosting, the Netherlands are hosting, so like, we'll see. And then in England, um, Wembley is hosting as well. So. We'll just see how it goes. Um, so anyway, that is what was going on in Denmark. And so now we are going to go ahead and move on to the Dutch royal family. Netherlands today again we just had one event um, and so this is one of the events that is marking Queen Maxima's kind of shift into a real discussion on mental health um, so today she visited an organization that won an Apple of Orange Award for 2020 which I thinking are the ones that were just presented um, but she visited this organization it was called Villa uh, Villa Panino um, I think, hold on, let me, let me look here. It was definitely Villa something, um, Villa Panito, um, which is an organization that has a lot of different, like, um, psychological, sociological components to it, but the, the program she was focused on today is a program that offers, um, both online and in-person support 
to children and young people whose parents have gone through a divorce um, and provides them with resources to go through that huge life-changing event. Um, because even though it is something that happens to a lot of children, it is... I can only imagine um, being older and going through that and having your family dynamic change. So my parents are divorced and, um, but it happened when I was a baby. So like my family dynamic has always been my family dynamic. It, it never changed on me. Um, so I can only imagine. And of course, like have lived through experiences of others that are going through this, like having that family home dynamic completely change. And if it's a split custody arrangement, you know, going from place to place and learning that way and um, just having your entire life kind of change um, is really challenging. I mean, people have it with all kinds of things, but uh, divorce is definitely a huge piece and a contributing factor to potential trauma. Um, you know, and so having places to go for support, if you're not finding the support you need from your family, especially if there's like a messier divorce or like one parent doesn't know not to talk about, talk bad about the other, um, you know, like there is, there are so many things that can go wrong that like having good support and people and resources to turn to is so crucial. Um, so I think that was a, I think that's a really awesome program. I'm thrilled that it won an award and is now getting some attention um because at the end of the day like that's the whole modern point of royalty it's not the medieval point but it is the modern point um is to one of the things is to bring attention to causes and organizations that can really benefit from news attention um, and have that, like, earned media focus where, like, the media is focusing on them because of something else that happened, but then people are learning more. So it's kind of like um, YouTuber influencer culture, but on a much more prestigious, less uh, materialistic point. I'm specifically thinking of, like, a specific case where I was watching a YouTuber and she was eating chewy sweet tarts. Like, the stupidest thing. But, like, after that, I could not get them out of my head. So I went and got some and they were delicious. But it was just, like, the most random thing I was influenced by. But, like, that's the whole point, right? Is to, like, share your likes and dislikes with the world and use them and people will support things like that. Now, it wasn't a brand deal or anything like that that I found this on. It was just like, I want these chewy sweet tarts. And I'm like, hey, those look really good. And so that's what I was influenced by. Um, like, I proudly, I will boast that I've never bought anything um, at the request or, like, influence of a social media person. Like, I'm proud proud of that. Um, I don't buy merch or anything like that. Um, but anyway, such a tangent that I just went on, but that's the whole point of royalty is, is to 
share experiences in organizations like this, like an organization that can do so much for children who are um, seeing their parents go through a divorce, you know, it, it gets picked up in the news media, um, Twitter and everything. And then a parent can maybe see that or a child themselves and go, hey, my kid or I could benefit from that. Um, and so they look it up and they use it. And that's the whole point. Um, or one of the points. There are several points to royalty, but like that's that's the one that I like the most. That's why I focus so much on like talking about the events um, and trying to steer away from the drama and the outside noise so much um, because that's not what's important. It's like, let me share this part um, because that is important. It's important to talk about the events in their context context and not focus on the bullshit around it. Um, so anyway, that is my thoughts on it. Um, so with that tangent that I just went on, we are going to go ahead now and move on to Norway. continuing with King Harald and Queen Sonia's trip around Western Norway. Um, today was day two and they visited the, I think it's a county, um, of Hilstad. Um, so they took part in a couple and a few different events today in that area. Um, first they spoke with community officials, um, specifically focused on ship built, the ship building industry um, and the effects that the pandemic pandemic has had on the industry, um, but also just like innovations within the industry, um, kind of changing business models and things like that has been going on um, to keep up with the times. And so what does that look like um, in the modern world? So that was a focus. Um, and then they also visited a local park in the area that I'm not even going to try to pronounce the name of, um, but it is an area that it's like an outdoor museum, um, and it has some of the largest quarry, that's not the way you say that word, um, I'm not even going to try and pronounce that, that's one of the words, it's an English word and I can't, it's a word I can't say, so I'm not even going to try, but I think it's like quarries, quarries, um, anyway, it's like a place that holds stone, um, and so they have opened, um, trails at, at this park before, um, Queen Sonia kind of had, like, a demonstration of different things, um, that go on, like, um, labor skills, that are taught in the park. Um, so that's really cool. And then they also had a sit down conversation. I think it was in this woman's home. Um, so there is a, it was a 23 year old woman who returned back to her town after leaving and studying, um, which is a very rare thing 
to do um, in these smaller communities. So this is something that's like a global problem um, is if you live in a small town and there aren't a lot of opportunities for advancement in said small town, you will typically go get educated and then you never come back to live because there are no opportunities. Um, and so this is like a growing problem and it's leading to, um, I always, I talk about this a lot when it's like Princess of Astorius award time because they always give out um, an award for like the exemplary town in Astorius. Um, and every year the populations of the town get smaller and smaller because there aren't opportunities in these very small pueblos. Um, and so I talk about this economic event a lot there, but like I've also experienced it. Um, I lived and worked in northern New Hampshire for a long time. Um, and it was desolate there because the opportunities for good jobs were basically gone. Um, like, and nothing was coming in. And so younger people who grew up there left and went wherever. Um, a lot of them would relocate completely to other, other states. Um, but they would seek opportunity and education elsewhere to better their lives and then would never come back to the spot in New Hampshire I was in. Um, which I understand. Um, you know, and I know like I grew up in a small town and don't live there now because I saw better opportunities elsewhere. Um, I live close to my hometown, but not in it. Um, so that is something that goes on a lot, but this young woman did return. And so she talked about her experience in returning, um, her partner was lucky enough to receive a job. They have a baby. Um, so like they were able to make it work, but it, it's not easy for it by any stretch. So that was a really cool thing that they did as well. And also I'm just, I'm loving the tour in and of itself. Like, I think again, it goes back to what I talked about yesterday and that since I started this podcast, I have seen them do things outside of like their residence three times before yesterday, three. There was a state visit to Jordan in early March of 2020, like right before the pandemic. And then like they ended up going into a quarantine when they returned because they had been out of the country. Like it was that right up until the pandemic. And then both like May 17th constitution days. So I think it's partly that it's also partly like King Harold seems to be health wise doing okay. Um, he does use two, um, like crutches, canes, assisted walking things. Um, because he had that knee surgery fairly recently. So like, I get that. Um, but like overall he seems to be doing well. So that is exciting. Um, I did note that he did not go into like the foresty part of this park for the demonstration. Um, that was solely Queen Sonia, but that's what it is, right? It's teamwork. So that I just am loving this. We'll talk more. Um, they have another one tomorrow, so we'll talk more about it tomorrow. Um, but for now, we are going to move on to the Spanish Royal family.
there were two events in Spain today, and it is technically day two of the state visit from uh, the Republic of Korea to Spain. Um, so first, King Felipe today was in Barcelona for the dinner ahead of a, um, I believe it's Circle of Economy conference um, that is being held in Barcelona this year, focusing on um, the focus of this specific dinner is on um, pandemic economic recovery and such. Um, so there were lots of different, there are going to be lots of different meetings, um, but King Felipe was invited to give the address at the dinner ahead of time. Um, and then joining him was the president of the Republic of Korea. Um, so that is very cool. But I wanted to talk about, there wasn't like, they did that and then they held a bilateral and now the state visit is over, um, which is totally fine. Um, you know, the... The thing about incoming state visits is the heads of state only play like a very small role in welcoming. So like the the visiting representatives are doing a lot more. Um, so like the South Korean president has gone to a lot of things, but because King Felipe and Queen Latifia were involved, I didn't talk about them, but there were a lot of things going on. Um, I think he received like the key to Madrid and what, whatnot. Like he did a lot of things. Um, and then was in Barcelona today for this, which is a super important thing. Um, but when a Royal goes and does a state visit, like obviously I, on this podcast, will be, am covering, I'm talking about everything they do because that's what I focus on. Um, so just a little, like, you know, it seems like they, it was hardly a state visit, which it was a really short one. Um, but they did, the Korean visitors did a lot of things. Um, and so, like I said, they went to the dinner together. Uh, King Felipe and President Moon Jae-in also um, held a bilateral at the very end to mark the end of the state visit. Um, but then... That was it, right? Um, and so that's okay. But the other thing that I wanted to talk about a little bit is I am unsure if I'm going to do this often. Um, but as I've been kind of playing around with like podcast ideas, um, you know, I want to not draw into the drama, but like the tangible actions that are the tangible things that are happening. So like, I don't want to ever pick sides on any particular thing and not because I'm a journalist. I'm not, I'm a regular person. Um, but like, I want to always give context to things that are happening or like when I say I freak out when King Felipe goes to Barcelona, like I am worried for his general well-being when he goes to Barcelona. It's because of this thing that I'm going to talk about. So, and I've said this every time he goes, there are protests in the streets. Um, when they went, Last summer, um, there was like a train that had to just stop on the tracks, um, and it was carrying, I think, journalists and press that were covering the event um, that King Felipe and Queen Letizia were doing. Like, it's horrible, and they're the Catalan people. Barcelona is in Catalonia. Um, 
are protesting for a lot of reasons right now um, and have been for years. So in 2017, they held an illegal referendum for independence. Um, and look, it's hard to hold a legal referendum for independence. Like, you can't really do that. So I understand why they held an illegal referendum. Um, but because participation was so low, it gave a lot of credence to not allowing them, not allowing Catalonia to become its own independent country. Um, there is right now a lot of talk going on behind the scenes, but not really behind the scenes. Like it's all very much front page news um, about pardoning from the liberal government, federal government of Spain, pardoning the I don't want to call them conspirators, but that's the word that is used. Um, the minds behind holding the referendum were sentenced to jail time, like 9 to 15 years, um, for holding this illegal referendum. And somehow in the middle of this, like, King Felipe's name got used in terms of, like, being a co-conspirator in the liberal meaning to pardon these people, which, like, is not accurate. He has to sign pardons if they are presented to him. It's not really up to him um, in terms of his constitutional role. But people are, people say the things they don't mean. And um, so anyway, it is now, like, it is all messy because everyone's mad at the king. Usually it's just like one side of the of the world is mad at the king. Um, but now everyone's mad. And it just, these people protest in the streets. They light pictures of him on fire and it's frightening. Now they do a really good job of keeping him away from it and keeping him safe and like props to everyone in charge of his security when he goes to Barcelona. Cause it freaks me out every time. Um, like, there is always a wall, basically, surrounding him. Um, and not just a wall of people, but, like, armored vehicles um, when he gets out of the car in Barcelona. So, it's just, like, this really intense thing. And I, I feel like this is the only... Spain is the only country where this, like, openly just happens. Um, because... It's Spain. Um, that's my reason. I, that's, like, the reason I'm going to give. Um, but so that happened today. And, like, I just have thoughts and feelings. And I want to share some. Like, I wanted to share some of them, but not a ton of them. Um, because I don't want this to be a political podcast, whether Spanish or American. Um, it's turned into that before, and I didn't really like it. And you guys didn't like it. Um, but I also, like... Instead of just repeating things that you can just find online, like, I want to find something to talk about, but I'm, I'm not sure um, what that'll be. Like, I don't do fashion. That's not my thing. Um, but, like, I do the politics and I do the history and I love that. So, I don't know. Every now and then we might just talk about some random, like, constitutional role stuff um, thrown in here and there. And, uh... 
clarify. So maybe tomorrow I'll have some clarifying pieces of like King Felipe's role um, with these pardons or just like something along those lines. Um, but anyway, that was a really long rant. Um, and so that all happened today. And then also today, uh, Queen Letizia hosted the First Lady of South Korea um, to a visit to the um, foundation for um, blind Spanish people. Um, it, the Spanish um, acronym is ONCE, O-N-C-E. So it's Foundacion ONCE. Um, and they, the organization focuses on making life and transitions and like making life as normal as possible for people who are blind. Um, and they do a really great job. They have won, um, I think it was a Prince of Astorius Awards. I think it was in 2013 that they won the award. Um, so it was still a Prince of Astorius Awards at that point. Um, like for their work and it's, it's really phenomenal work that they do. Um, and so they visited a couple of different like areas of the, the foundation and the work that they do. Um, and then at the end they, um, bought lottery tickets for, from, a, an Onse vendor. So like, I don't know if Onse has its own lottery or if they partake into like the big Spanish lottery, which I don't think is drawn very often. Um, but there are these vendors. And so I don't, I don't know how it all works, but they each bought two ticket or like a ticket, um, that had corresponding numbers to days, um, to the day that diplomatic relations began with the two countries, which is, I think, in 1953. Um, and then they, like, because there were two tickets attached, they, like, each ripped off one and shared with the other. It was very cute. Um, and so that marked the end of the state visit altogether. Um, and it was wonderful. I'm still horribly sad that there were no tiaras, but anyway, I will survive. Um, and so that is what was going on in Spain, plus a little extra, um, and we'll see what y'all think. Um, and so with that, we are going to go ahead now and move on to the Swedish royal family. up with the Swedish royal family today, there were um, several different things that happened, and I can actually talk about almost all of them, which is amazing. Um, so today, King Carl Gustav took part in a meeting with the president of Lithuania, who was on an official visit to Sweden um, to mark 100 years of diplomatic relations between Sweden and Lithuania. Um, again, when um, I guess it would be after, like, the First World War. I, I don't know. Um, I was thinking about the USSR, like, the, the Soviet Union, but that's not right. 
Um, that's 30 years. But, okay, well, um, anyway, they have been celebrating 100 years of diplomatic relations and probably 30 years of renewed diplomatic relations after the Soviet Union broke down. Um, and then also today, King Carl Gustav and Crown Princess Victoria presided over a meeting of the Foreign Affairs Committee. Um, so this is similar to like an information council or a state council, um, but it's focused only on foreign affairs that relate to Sweden's interests. Um, so the prime minister is there as well as the foreign minister and other um, ranking members of, I think it's the Riksdag in Sweden, I think, um, wh who are particularly invested in foreign relations will sit down and prevent, uh, prevent, present, um, foreign relations things to King Carl Gustav and also, um, if she is there, come Princess Victoria. Um, so this happens less regularly than a Council of State. This is the first one I have seen in the year and a half that I've been recording these. Of course, it could have happened via, like, digital, um, means in the last year. I don't remember that. Um, but, like, in person like this, this is definitely the first one. Um... So that was really exciting for me, the foreign relations nerd. Um, and so that was awesome. And then also today, Crown Princess Victoria took part in a digital meeting with representatives from the Church of Sweden, um, which takes part in an organization called ACT or Action by Churches Together, um, which is a global community of faith-based church, um, faith-based initiatives to assist in the world and do charitable actions um, everywhere. So they were talking about different programs that the Church of Sweden is involved in. Um, so that is what was going on there. There isn't like a whole lot to go in on detail extensively, but I'm just glad that it was more than me just reading off three things in it and like that was it. Um, you know, like that happened yesterday. It was like a couple of events and there were no details. Um, today, at least there were some details. So I appreciate the little bit of detail I was given. Um, so anyway, that is what was going on in Sweden today. That brings us to the end of this episode. Please like, review the podcast wherever you're listening. Follow it on the website, thedailyroyal.com, Daily Royal on Instagram, and Daily Royal Podcast on YouTube. And with that, I will talk to you all tomorrow. Have a fantastic Thursday. Bye.